Good morning. We have a couple of announcements we want to bring forth here before we begin. And uh, the first one is that uh, the angel tree names that we get every year to uh, supply gifts for these uh, children that don't have much in their life around here. We have a few names left. If you'd like to have one of those names, just pick them out there's back there on that table. And the information's on the back side of them when they need to be returned. Also, our monthly theme is out, our schedule. Be sure you pick one of those up. And I take it that everybody has probably uh, had plenty to eat here the last three or four days. So don't nod off during Kenny's sermon this morning. But we do welcome you here in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And what a blessing it is that we have an opportunity to come together to hear the spoken word of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My call to worship this morning is going to come out of the book of Luke. This is going to be in chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. And when he's demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God has already come unto you. Let's open our hymn, uh, hymnals up. We'll turn to hymn number 170 and we'll stand and I'll bring our invocation.
gracious, loving Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we gather in this sanctuary this morning to honor and glorify your holy name and to thank you, Father, for the many wonderful blessings you pour out upon us in our lifetime. And we'd ask now that you bless our brother Kenny and shore him up, Heavenly Father, and loose his tongue as he brings the words to us that he studied out in his mind and that you have spoken unto him. And we pray this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. The opening scripture this morning comes from Luke chapter 18, 9 through 14. He spake this parable unto certain men who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up into the, up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus to himself, God, I thank thee that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. But the publican, standing afar off, would not even lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalted, exalteth himself shall be abased, and he who humbleth himself shall be exalted. Turn to him, 182.
Well, this morning I want to talk about the difference, the differences in these two prayers that these two men offered. <clears throat> now, many people in the world today believe that you can work your way into heaven. In fact, some religions believe that. We know that's not true, but we also knew, know that works are very important. Works being in service to our Heavenly Father, not just to perform them, to check a box, to gain entry into the kingdom of God. <clears throat> now the Pharisee, in his arrogance, claimed that he was perfect, but the other, the publican, the tax collector, was aware of his own sins, and he acknowledged them, and that is the big difference in these two prayers. One confessed his sins, and the other, in his eyes, his own eyes, was without sin. Now, the scripture starts off by saying two men went to the temple to pray. It didn't say one good man and one evil man or one just and one unjust. It just said two men. They were equal when they entered. <clears throat> In the eyes of the Lord, they were the same. Both walked in the same door, equal, but one left justified and the other was not. <clears throat> now the Pharisee believed that goodness and righteousness was based on performance, on works only. He tended to glorify himself by starting out saying God I thank I thank thee now if, if he would have stopped right there his prayer might have had some value but he didn't stop there did he <clears throat> he continued with arrogance and pride and rather than being thankful for all the things the Lord had done for him, he considered himself a righteous servant because he performed works. He said, I tithe. I tithe on everything that I have. And he said, I fast twice a week. He was looking at the outwardly duties and tasks that he performed. But God looks on the inward man. He received no, no praise except from his own mouth, but nothing from the Lord. <clears throat> standing far away from the Pharisee was the publican. 
he bowed in shame. He couldn't even raise his eyes to the Lord because he knew how guilty he was. In contrast, the Pharisees stood in pride in the middle of everybody proclaiming his own righteousness. The publican was aware of his own sins and he acknowledged them, acknowledged them to the Lord. He knew that he couldn't claim any good works to cover his sins. He laid them bare to the Lord. He was too ashamed to even look up. The scripture says he even beat upon his own chest. Now that's humility. That's shame. And his prayer was, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. He couldn't justify his sins. He didn't try to. He acknowledged them. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. His prayer is just, in this parable, is just one line. Now, he approached the Lord in this parable with a repentant heart. And that's how we should approach the Lord, but not just in our prayers, in every attitude and every thought that we have towards other people. <clears throat> and that man that was laid low by his own sin and confession could be healed because he had a repentant heart. He can be washed clean in his humility. And he, he went away justified because of his confession and his lowly, humble heart. But the Pharisee went away unjustified because he attempted to conceal the truth from God. And he focused only on his works. The scriptures say that all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. In 1 John 1, 8, 9, and 10, it says, if we, have, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our cleansing process begins when we confess our faults, our sins. We should have no excuses for them. We know when we sin. We should simply cry out in our hearts, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 
Now that's this, uh, Jesus really liked and was so good at, at relating godly principles in parables. And this is one of the most simple. Which one of these do we identify with? The Pharisee or the publican? Now, on one hand, it's easy to and obvious that we need to look at the, the fallacy of the Pharisee. He entered in pride. He left in pride. He received nothing for it from the Lord. <clears throat> so we can't help from disliking him already. But we can appreciate what the tax collector did and his attitude of lowly humility. But in Jesus' day, tax collector, collectors were so despised. They were at the bottom of the social order. They were regarded at less esteem than prostitutes and murderers because they overtaxed the people. And they were known as being heartless and, and cruel. <clears throat> but this tax collector was overcome by his own unworthiness, and he admitted that. We need to be careful how we judge other people, because we will be judged as we judge others. Now, the judgment of the Pharisee was, thank God I'm not like those other people. They don't keep the law. They might not even know the law. They don't care enough. In his eyes, he was very righteous. And in the, on, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, judge not unrighteously, that ye be not judged, but judge righteous judgment. For, what, for with what judgment you shall judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Boy, that gets me. I wonder if it gets you the same way. Have we judged others in a way that we don't want to be judged ourselves? How can we keep from judging other people? How can we move from judgment to compassion? That's what we're supposed to portray in our life, is compassion to others. The Pharisee, he didn't pour out his heart to the Lord. He didn't ask God for strength or guidance or mercy. He merely reports to God for all the reasons God ought to be proud to have him on his team. Now, in my uh, fishing rod business, occasionally I'll get, I'll get a call from uh, someone that, that will start off by saying, I've entered all these tournaments, I've won, I'm in the top five, ten times in this last year. And their attitude is, you really 
ought to be jumping on the opportunity to get me on your pro staff. <clears throat> and those guys are the ones that I rule out immediately. I asked one, one gentleman that called, and, and uh, if I could just read the humility in its voice. And uh, I said, what's, what's your opinion of the duties of a pro staff member? And he said, pro doesn't mean professional, it means promoting. Isn't that what we're supposed to do, is to promote our Heavenly Father and bring others closer to him. Now the Pharisee said, I fast twice a week and I tithe all on all that I possessed. Now that was over and above what the Jewish law called for. So in his mind, he was super righteous, not just a good person, but nobody would compare to him. He did everything he was supposed to times 10. <clears throat> now they were standing far off from each, from each other. Why were they doing that? Why was that in the parable? Well, the, in the parable... I'm sure the Pharisee was saying, I don't want to be associated with that guy. I mean, he's a tax collector. He's not even in my league. He's at the lowest of the totem pole, and I'm at the top. I shouldn't even associate with him. So that's why he was afar off, and maybe because it was in a place that he could be heard by others proclaiming his righteousness. But the publican stood afar off because he didn't even feel worthy. He couldn't even stand that he bowed before his heavenly father. Now, the Pharisees were devoted to God and righteousness, but most of their faults were in overstriving for holiness, thinking works was the way to the kingdom of God. <clears throat> now, tax collectors at that time were basically white-collar thieves. They were the most hated. They were despised by members of the Jewish race. They were unwelcome in the synagogue. Their money wasn't even accepted by other Jews. And their word was not admissible in a Jewish court of law. They were truly outcast. And they were known as being corrupt, as being sellouts to Rome. 
their office wasn't elected, but was, or appointed, it was sold at an auction to the highest bidder. So they could set whatever amount of tax they wanted to on anything, and they set it on most things. They paid Rome what Rome demanded, but they kept the rest. So they became very wealthy, but very hated. The cost of running the Roman Empire was very high, and the people had to pay up. So the tax collectors exploited the people, and they became wealthy. Now, we don't know in the parable, we're not told if the tax collector, the publican, re resorted to his old practices. We don't know that. We just know that his heart was humble. He accepted his guilt. He admitted it. He confessed it to God and knew he wasn't worthy. But in stark contrast, the Pharisee thought he was the king because he kept all of the rules and he overkept them. And that was his justification for being right with God in his eyes. <clears throat> One left repentant and the other left self-justified. One had excuses and built up his own glory while the other one had no glory. He had guilt. They were exact opposites. No matter what our station is in life, or what we've done. It starts with confessing, confessing our faults and sins to our Heavenly Father and turning from those ways, making adjustments and serving the Lord in humility and not judgment against others. <clears throat> Thank you, Kenny, for the good message. There's no class tonight, so everyone can go home and kind of rest up and come back on Wednesday night for prayer and testimony service and share with us how the Lord has blessed you during the week. We're going to close our service today with the singing of hymn 352. We'll stand and I'll bring a closing prayer. Yeah.
Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, as we come to the close of this service, we thank you and we praise you for the blessings. And we would ask that you go before us and prepare our way and grant us safe travel and bring us safely here again, Father, to come together to worship and praise your holy name. And we ask this in Jesus Christ's holy name. Amen. Mm -hmm.